Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope that you've enjoyed some rest during these past few days and since the solstice last week and last week I did share a winter solstice meditation it's still a beautiful thing to do if you are especially just tuning in now into yourself no matter where you are in the world if you are in the southern northern hemisphere it's the winter solstice is a beautiful time of just yeah rebirthing this light within us Um, so you can check that out and as we're coming to the end of the year I wanted to share an episode that was very focused on what a new year could mean for us and how not just setting any intentions just working very uh, consciously with ourselves with our energy how important that is to especially during this time, maybe you have more time to rest and contemplate. It's a great time to do that. So today's guest is Emma Mumford. I've been on her podcast uh, before and she's just uh, so amazing. She's also called the Spiritual Queen. Uh, She's an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, speaker, law of attraction, YouTuber, podcast host to Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast and she's the UK's leading law of attraction expert and her new book Positively Wealthy is a spiritual yet practical guide to redefining your version of wealth and inviting abundance to all areas of your life. In this book Emma will will also share about this book but she presents 33 daily challenges to shift your money and success mindset and offering spiritual guidance to radically improve your financial and emotional wellness. So it's going to be very fun uh, to share this with all of you and we go through in this episode how to work with this end of the year time and how to really go into contemplation to review the year that have gone and how to have a clear vision for yourself uh, for the upcoming year and she shares a lot from her experience in this and I also want to really thank my podcast partners it's Dow Labs if you listen to episode 70 the founder Dr. Eric Karchmer was the guest and he's been doing this traditional Chinese medicine path for over 20 years and he's worked with herbal medicine for a very long time and he's a respected academic um, and he's 
created these very effective uh, mix of herbs to bring balance to the mind, body, and spirit. So Dao Lab deliver wellness through the wisdom of Chinese medicine and the healing powers of of their innovative products. And I love Chinese medicine. I'm also an acupuncturist, and I do offer consultations in Chinese medicine. Um, so I really weave it into everything that I do, even in yoga. So their products are quality assured, uh, enticing flavors. They're sustainable and very easy and convenient to use. And uh, for this season, they have uh, developed a protect and recover bundle, which has three solutions to create to boost the body's natural defenses. And if you use the discount code positive positivism fifteen, you can get your discount on their website. Um, and not only that, they have also uh, offered a giveaway for all of you who want to join. So their website is mydowlabs.com. But if you go into my Instagram account at lovepositivism, you will see a post and the giveaway is for this Protect uh, Plus Recover bundle. And uh, what you have to do is to uh, follow uh, Dow Labs and me and like the post and tag one or more friends in the comment and this is open to U.S. residents only um, and they will handle the shippings. So this is really fun. Uh, if you can't enter the giveaway, you have the discount Positivism 15. I really appreciate their support and do listen to episode 70 if you want to learn more about Chinese medicine and herbs. I learned so much from Dr. Eric Karchmer. He has so much wisdom and experience in this field. I'm just very new, uh, newly educated in this. So there's a lot to learn. And I really hope that these last days of the year, this last week will be so beautiful for you that you have the time to rest and to give yourself the permission to rest and, and to receive. And I'm sure that next year will be a beautiful year for all of us with a lot of transformations integration and healing and i'm wishing you so many beautiful things and so many new year's blessings and enjoy the podcast today hi emma welcome to the podcast hi thank you so much for having me shireen Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you and to yeah, do this last episode of the year together with you and to for you to share your work and insights. And I would love for you to share a daily practice or ritual or something that you do that keeps you mindful and grounded every day. Maybe that's different things that you do, but yeah, something that comes up now for you course so I'm a lover of daily practices and rituals I would be lost without mine to be honest so for me I really love to set myself up with success for the day so 
as soon as I wake up, I will naughtily have a look on my phone, <laughs> which I think we all do. Um, but I would love to say the first thing I do, but unfortunately it's not always the first thing I do, but I try to make it the first thing that I do. So I get up and I get my gratitude journal and I'll just write down sort of three to five points of gratitude for the day. So what I feel particularly cool to give thanks and appreciation for, I'm very intuitive with my gratitude practice and challenge myself to write different things each day as well. So once I've done that, I'll then maybe do a bit of meditation, a bit of energy protection, and then I might do some intention setting. I might pull some Oracle cards just for some guidance for the day or inspiration for the day. So that's it really, but I like to keep it simple just so it's manageable with my sort of workload. Cause I normally have 10 AM meetings or half nine meetings. So it's not always possible to uh, do really long sort of morning practices for me. So I like to kind of scatter them throughout the day. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think that's the case for many of us and Maybe as soon as we wake up, we have a lot of other stuff to do, but it's good to have some break in the day and, and do something that is for you and that, that connects you with your body and with your soul. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing that, Emma. And I would love for you to uh, share with the listeners who you are and what you do before we start talking about all of the topics of this week's episode. Of course. So my name's Emma, if you hadn't gathered already, and I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor. So I've been doing my current business for over five years now, but I've been an entrepreneur for over eight to nine years, but a very different business before this. So I'm a law of attraction YouTuber, podcast host, podcast host of Spiritual Queens, badass podcast, and Shireen's come on and done an interview as well. So you can come and have a listen to her, an insightful episode. Um, I'm a best-selling author of books, Positively Wealthy and Spiritual Queen, and the podcast Positively Wealthy Journal. Um, and yeah, I just help women turn their dream life into an abundant reality with spirituality and law of attraction. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like you have so much experience and worked with so many people in this field. And I would love for you to share like how your own journey started into doing this, what you do today course so it's a very long journey in terms of the last sort of nine years of my life so I'm 28 years old now so around about 20 um, this is when it sort of first started gaining momentum for me so after my first sort of serious adult relationship which unfortunately wasn't a very healthy relationship he left me in seven thousand pounds worth of debt um, which was his debt which I kindly took on so at that time to give you some context I was a banking manager at one of the UK's leading banks so a very different career to, <laughs> to what you see me do today um banking wasn't particularly something I wanted to do it's just something I sort of fell into um and had a very good opportunity with to do so I took his debt on to help him out because I got preferential rates as staff um and then when that relationship broke down which was very quickly after I took out that loan for him he didn't pay a single penny so I was 20 years old at the time you know feeling lost like what happened I had this seven thousand pounds debt which I had to pay off it was my legal responsibility and I just kind of felt like really lost and really in a bad place and I developed the um, depression and anxiety at that point and it was really hard for me to leave the house I was very much housebound at that time 
it was really just so stressful to go into work and be surrounded by debt whilst I'm also having my own money and debt issues at that time. So it was really hard and it, it, it spiraled quite quickly. Um, and I definitely feel it developed into depression and I had a lot of health issues at that point, which were really deliberating for me. And I, it meant I couldn't go to work because I just couldn't get there without feeling so ill. So I left that job and worked part-time in retail again cleared the debt by creating a business called Extreme Couponing and Deals UK. So I came across Extreme Couponing, which is a massive trend in the USA. Um, and it was just a great relief for me to be able to find something positive to put my energy towards, which was going to help me get out of debt and help me with my finances as well. So it almost became like a saving grace for me because it allowed me to focus on something positive, have something to look forward to and learn something as well. So it became a massive passion and hobby of mine and my friends like within a few months I had a whole stockpile in my spare room and my friend said you know you need to share this with people you need to like people would love to do this as well I'm sure so after a lot of pestering from my friends I started up a Facebook page and within six months it just ballooned it had like half a million followers I was on a lot of the UK press here national national tv presenting money saving slots and it went a bit wild but in a really positive way so it was really good to give back and help people in terms of money saving and couponing. Um, I think that was my real sort of taste for helping people at that point and giving advice and helping people um, and learning social media as well. So I ran that business for six years. And then in 2016, whilst I was still running that business, um, I had my spiritual awakening. So I was in, again, a not very good relationship. This one was very emotionally abusive. And that relationship broke down. My depression was the worst it had ever been. So although I had this massive career high, I was battling depression for all of that time and not knowing who I was, not knowing what self-love was or even how to love myself. And in 2016, it really hit that kind of peak where I just couldn't go on. And I, you know, I said to myself, I'm either going to have to end my life or change something like I can't go on like this. And I knew I was never going to be able to take my own life. So I remember just literally sitting by my window at 2 a.m. My relationship had broken down. He'd left. I was in the worst place possible and I just said, God help me. And I wasn't religious. I would say I was probably an atheist at that point. And I think I'd lost lost faith and lost hope because I thought, well, why would a God let bad things happen to me and people around me? Um, and within five days, the law of attraction found me through Louise Hay. I typed in on Google how to turn a negative situation into a positive. And this woman came up and I was like, well, this woman seems nice. And she was talking about this law of attraction. I was like, what's this? What is this law of attraction? And it was Louise Hay. And the rest is history. As they say, I then, you know, really loved this concept. I just really, you know, threw myself into it and was like, I need to try this. I need to, you know, create a positive life for myself. I learned self-love. And really from there, I was still running that couponing business at the time. So for a couple of years afterwards, I still ran it and then I sold it. And then I thought, you know what, I need to step into my spiritual shoes. I need to help people, but in a different way now where actually it's helping them to live a positively wealthy life. Yes, it may not be money saving and coupons now, but actually you can manifest money in different ways and also, you know, help people feel happy within themselves and feel good because that's what I desperately wanted all of those years. So I was, you know, able to naturally cure my depression, which I know is not an option for everybody. And I'm really lucky that I do feel it was a spiritual depression for myself where it was circumstantial rather than chemical imbalance. And, you know, 
six years on as such since my spiritual awakening you know I've been able to help so many people I teach the law of attraction and spirituality and it's just so rewarding that I get to do this work so yeah that's a little bit about how I got here wow that's a very strong journey and and a journey that started very early for you and um, I mean the these hard situations that came up for you also helped you to like create the platforms which you you built on yourself because you got the like the fuel from it in in a way right it's not fun when you're going through the different things that that are not uh, they they kind of remind us to realign all the time right and uh, I love that Louise Hay also has impacted both me and you because I feel like that's also a lot where uh, when I started my journey uh, listened a lot to these affirmations and to this wisdom which in real life it should be something that we all uh, get access to like as children and that is taught to us uh, but we we're not taught to think that we can be and become and do anything that we want and that when someone gives that to you you feel like a whole new world opens up right everything Mm -hmm. feels possible um it's also kind of a way to not attach ourselves to the this one reality all the time what what we perceive as reality so i think that that's really interesting how you built something from scratch almost thanks to the situation that you were in like really took something uh, and transformed it it's like an alchemy and you did something good with that energy so that's really amazing and um, I think that something that you also said was that and what I think like everything that we manifest um it all comes down to us wanting to be healthy and happy, right? It's, it's like the core, like being, having freedom and, and having that sense of peace within us. And then from that space, we can start creating things in our lives from a more aligned place. Um, so it's like a inner and outer world alignment kind of. But it's mm. really interesting how, so what is, can you tell us about positively wealthy, what that means and what that, how writing that has been for you? Of course. So Positively Wealthy is my second book. And I feel like it's been so far the most transformative book. I mean, I'm writing my third and I, I probably would argue that one is at this point in my life. But back in 2018, really, um, when I wrote Positively Wealthy going into 2019, um, I was in a really different stage of my life. And I'd obviously known about the law of attraction for quite a few years by then. I was teaching it. I was living it. But I essentially had manifested everything off my vision boards, which is an incredible achievement. All those goals and aspirations I set in 2016 had manifested. But the the final manifestation, which really created the positively wealthy journey for me, was actually selling my couponing business. And this was the end of 2018. 
and I'd manifested everything off my vision board. And I was like, this is it, Emma. Selling your business was the last thing on your vision board. You've done it. You've manifested life-changing money that's really going to set you up and you'll be able to buy a house with this one day. And, you know, like you've done it. And it was that moment of the money hitting my bank account. And then I obviously like, you know, sent it to savings accounts, sent it to investments, sent it to different areas of where it was going. So within 10 minutes, my bank balance and my current account was the same as what it had been 10 minutes prior. So I sat there and was like, how do you feel now? And I was like, I feel exactly the same. And this was a really big wake up call for me because no matter what I manifested, I still had this big void within me and manifesting that business sale and having that money, which I thought was positively wealthy for me, proved to me that it wasn't. And that actually that void was still there. That hole was still there. And I had to dive into that. And that was the inner work. So it was a real big eye opening moment for me because I thought, what's wrong? I've manifested all of these things. What have I done wrong? Why do I feel so unfulfilled? So really my positively wealthy journey was redefining my version of wealth and being honest with myself and discovering what my real version of wealth was and what I actually wanted to experience as wealth in my life. So for years, I thought that it was career success, sorry. I thought it was obviously book deals. I thought it was money, all of these things that we aspire to. And for some people that generally will be their version of wealth, but it wasn't mine, but I was chasing it because society teaches us that that is our version of wealth. So I played into that materialistic side of law of attraction, which again, some people generally will have that as that version of wealth and career success, but it wasn't mine. And I think we we can all admit we fall into that comparison trap somewhere sometimes where we will manifest things, not because it's what our true aligned, positively wealthy version of ourselves wants, but because other people are doing it. So therefore I must do it. Well, so-and-so is manifesting that or doing that. So I should do it because everybody else is doing it. And I think this is a trap that so many people fall into with manifesting because actually you have to manifest your version of wealth. You have to manifest what's in alignment for you because that's going to be the most fulfilling and rewarding. So for me, I realized that my version of wealth is actually personal life and it's actually family and love and having those connections. So for me in my life at that time, my personal life did not look positively wealthy. And that's what was causing that unfulfillment. So when I dived into the inner work and went through that positively wealthy journey and wrote this book, you know, I did deep, deep healing on self-worth, on self-love, on all the things I hadn't looked at yet. Because again, a lot of law of attraction teachings don't teach you to do the inner work. They don't teach you how to identify that. They don't talk about limiting beliefs and fears. Um, You know, it's just think positive, just say these affirmations and everything's going to be okay and actually it's not always like you have to do the inner work as well you have to go within and look at what is causing that so I learned so many valuable tools like inner child work emotional healing all these different things and I'm a completely different person because of that book and coming you know when the book came out obviously It had been a year since I'd, you know, started that book and gone on that journey. And for me, it was just amazing to then see how I was at the end of the book, where I generally did feel positively wealthy, despite what, you know, my relationship status was or what, you know, the outside world looked like. 
I had a heck of a lot of positively wealthy wealth in my life. I felt so fulfilled within myself that there wasn't that void anymore. And I could appreciate all the things I had and not need more, not have this manifesting checklist of, well, now I've manifested this. Now I need this. Because again, this is a big trap that people fall into. So really, I know this is a long explanation. Sorry, Shireen, but um, for positively wealthy, it really just means, you know, what is your version of wealth? What is your version of fulfillment? And do you feel positively wealthy in all areas of your life? Yeah, that was a very beautiful uh, explanation and uh, makes so much sense that uh, also things shift in life, our focus shifts and what we need to like fulfill ourselves and our purpose shifts. And first maybe many of us like you as well and me we have an image of what it means to be happy and it's usually by society program that it's something that we're creating and producing in some way and 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 it's like a more material view in a way and then when we dive deeper those things are like more like bonuses while our inner journey and our inner development and our relationships and finding our own sense of meaning with our lives and purpose that can become more stronger and more important, but it takes a cycle. And I mean, you've been on this journey for uh, many years now, and then you have things that will come. It's like a continuous cycle, right? So the more we also work with healing and releasing and transformation we go deeper and deeper into our own uh, evolution which comes sometimes in phases and some phases are a couple of years some are a couple of months Um, but it's really good to have I think the the older we get and definitely the Saturn return and all of this really helps to come even deeper like what we thought that we wanted a year ago is not what we want in three years maybe so that's really good to have that practice and I'm really curious what what you're thinking about now we're leaving this year now uh, in this calendar that we're using we already when we're airing this had the the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere which is the rebirth of the light and the sun and we're coming into this also shift in our minds you know when the new year starts it's like a new although maybe in nature it's not the same but um what what is important do you think now when we're closing the year for us from what you've learned and from your book and everything how how can we mm-hmm. end the year in a positive way yeah and I think each year like I'm sure you agree Shireen like there there feels like a different energy collectively and like kind of the theme we're going through and I always kind of tune into like what I'm going to create in the membership in January what kind of the theme's going to be of how we can like step into that so really I feel that this year is different to last year. Last year, I thought it was a very reset energy. It was very much hitting the reset button and not pushing, pushing, pushing with manifestation or new year, new me. It was very much a gentle energy. Whereas I really feel like this year is like stepping up. That's the word that keeps coming to me of like, we're stepping up into 2022. So that could mean stepping up in any area of your life, whether it's confidence, self-worth, 
in a job maybe you know whatever stepping up means to you like how can you raise your game now in an aligned way so I think for me this year has really been embodying the self-worth healing that I've done and it's really been about stepping up in an aligned way and in a way that feels good but in that more feminine energy because I've been so in my masculine energy for years um it's been you know embodying both and obviously balancing both but stepping up in that feminine way as well. So I think definitely as we come to the end of the year, you know, sit in reflection because that's a great thing to do this winter solstice and maybe just journal down, you know, like what have been my three biggest achievements this year? What has worked really well for me this year? What do, what have been my biggest struggles this year? What do I feel I want to improve on for next year? Looking at sort of like the pros and cons as such of the year is really great to do because we can take so much away from that. And I think so many people kind of force themselves to set their 2022 intentions on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or, you know, the week leading up to New Year's, whatever, and really be intuitive with it. There is no right or wrong time to do it. Yes, you could do it on the lead up to New Year's. Yes, you could do it New Year's Eve. Yes, you could do it New Year's Day. Yes, you could do it on the second, which is the new moon, whatever feels good to you. But really that all of that energy around that time is still going to support it. But if you're not feeling clear on what you want to manifest, reflection can really help bring that clarity to you because it allows you to take the time and create the space because a lot of the time around Christmas, we're busy, things are hectic with festivities. So we don't really have that space to almost like that expansive space to think or that expansive space to allow or receive, right? So creating the space and slowing down, which is another big theme of winter solstice is great because this energy encourages us to slow down, to be able to reflect, to have that clarity, to be able to step into 2022 and step up. So I definitely would say use the reflection time wisely and do that first, because that will help you get crystal clear clarity on what you want to manifest. And I literally did this this week and it's really, really helped. I was struggling to think of what goals I wanted in the business. And I've been pivoting and having some lessons with the business this year. So I'm like, God, like, why does this feel clear still? Um, like crystal clear goals in personal life for once. But actually the business this year was actually, I was like, oh, this is actually harder than it normally is. So for me this week, I sat down and I just looked at every single aspect of my business, every single thing that I do. And I was like, what feels good? What doesn't feel good at the moment? And what would need to happen for that to feel good? And then I wrote a 2020 goals list based upon all the things, you know, which I discovered in that reflective period. So that really helped me to gain clarity and was a great exercise for me to be like, actually, it's not as hard as I think it is. Actually, by just sitting and spending the time doing this, I've created such beautiful energy to have that clarity come through. So sometimes even just committing and giving yourself that time to reflect can be way more transformative than the actual practice itself sometimes yeah I love the reflection and contemplation in a way that because you know our mind can run daily and and think about what what we're going to do and and what we want to accomplish and and then when we sit in so that's like the thoughts that are just running but when we sit down and dedicate time and write down really in a contemplative way. It also connects more to the heart and to not just to what our mind and, and that space wants to do because 
we, sometimes we we don't stop and reflect like why are we do, like you said like why are you doing certain things and what feels good you know it, it's so easy to have that if you just take your time to breathe and to stop to see so much more clearer like do I want to invite this into my life do I want to take part of this activity do I want to do this work how does that feel in my body how does it feel when I'm meeting this person it's it's more obvious than we think but we sometimes suppress it and don't think about it and then it gets mm. built up um so I think this contemplation and reflection is very good hopefully so I, I've experienced a lot of energy in this Sagittarius season hopefully now in the Capricorn season uh, the more earthy more grounded very much in like the creating something manifesting something that energy really helps us to focus a little bit less than just doing 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 just like mm. you said also taking the time we're like in the northern hemisphere at least we're in the darkest time which helps us to go back to that inner world instead of constantly being in the extroverted world and um, and then how would you say that when we take the time now in the end of the year and do this reflection work like how if if you have these goals and visions for yourself how do you go into the new year to really create these things mm. and it's a great question because I think there's so much pressure isn't there of like you must do all these things to manifest your desires this 2022 or whatever and I think a lot of people can feel so overwhelmed and that's why like this year I've really dedicated to creating tools to help people because I was like actually like yeah I do my free manifesting challenge like the first week of January but actually as well for people who aren't going to do that or don't have the time like how can we create something which is less overwhelming because I am a lover of notebooks and journals a lover of workbooks a lover of like organization I'm a Virgo it's literally in my DNA so for me I was like how can I create this thing that's going to make it more you know accessible for people where there's not this pressure and I think there's so much noise online of like do this practice do this manifesting ritual do this water exercise do 55 times five all these things we know and love right and there's definitely a time and place for them but I really feel we need to be intuitive with it we all have manifesting superpowers and for me my manifestations are their most potent when I'm writing things down goal setting scripting anything written obviously being an author probably helps um really helps my manifestation process whereas things like visualization for me I don't feel put like work as well because I'm just not I'm more of a writer with manifesting and speaker rather than a visualization person so when you're seeing all these tips and tools on YouTube TikTok wherever if it resonates and you're like, this is like a hell yes, I want to do this. It feels really fun. Absolutely do it. But if you're doing something because someone's told you to do it and you're like, oh, this is so boring or, oh, you know, that's not going to create a positive energy or positive momentum to ignite your manifestations and take them forward. So really do tune into what feels fun 
what feels like the most expansive, you know, practice you want to do that feels fun, enjoyable, and you're looking forward to doing it. Um, And you only need to ask once. You don't need to do 20 different things. You just need to ask once. So I like to create a little sort of like New Year's ritual as such or a New Year's sort of um, ceremony as such for me and my friends where we will just like reflect on the year. We'll do some like Oracle and tarot card spreads of like what our themes for this year will be, you know, what we should focus on, things like that. We'll write our goals list down and something like that is just so simple but so powerful every year tick that list off and again that doesn't have to be a really big process you know we haven't done anything obviously it's magical in some ways but like we haven't done anything you know particularly out there we've just done what suits our manifesting style so obviously you know go to the things that you know work and go to the things that really do like you know perform for you as such because those are your manifesting superpowers but I would just say things like vision boards you can absolutely do for 2022 but I do think vision boards are more long-term goals so I normally try try and say stay away from it but if you want to do it and it's a hell yes absolutely do it because maybe you're more visual and you um your manifesting superpower is more visual um maybe you want to in a whatsapp group with your closest spiritual pals do some voice notes of intention setting or affirming how your year is going to look. Um, I love doing this with two of my friends. We have a little WhatsApp group where we share our sacred intentions and it's like a beautiful container where we keep it between us three. And that's a really great, powerful thing to do as well. So tune into what you feel your manifesting superpower is and then find a practice or create yourself a little, you know, tradition, ritual, whatever, where you can come together with your close friends or by yourself, whatever feels good. And you can do something, you know, together or by yourself to create that positive energy. Mm. I really like the idea of doing things together with others. It can be more motivating, Mm. even more affirming, and you give each other the energy and you can like follow up with each other. I think that's um, something that I incorporated just recently with like just good friends, that it's really a sharing and intention setting together because that also it's almost like we're holding each other also accountable, like somehow we can support and we know like what is your inner desires and wishes that, and how can we also support each other in that? So I think that's really fun. And now in the end of the year, hopefully we have more time to meet and to, to uh, do these rituals together. It feels like things do tend to slow down like the last week of the year so you can do some self work self practices but also try to do a very beautiful ceremony and and dedicate that and I also think that it gives it these intentions when we also move it beyond ourselves like how how is this serving me and also uh, the world in some way like Mm -hmm. when 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 you get a bigger picture of the effect that you're doing in your own life, which can feel so small and, and little, but it's so big because it, it can inspire others. And it can also, if you dedicate yourself and your intentions into doing something good um, for others or for, for the world or for the environment, um, 
just weaving that in, I think we can weave most like intentions into bigger intentions. It becomes more global and, and beautiful in that way, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So Emma, I want to ask you what, what you're offering right now and how people can connect with you. And if you have any last thing you want to share also about this new year energy and yeah, how we can align. Yeah, well, I think, like I said earlier on with the stepping up energy, I think just maybe even in your reflections as you prepare for New Year's, think about, you know, maybe where am I playing too small? Where have I up-leveled but I'm not sort of like my manifestations aren't sort of like matching that? So I think it's just a positive, gentle encouragement to say, yeah, how can I step up this year? I've come a long way. I've done a lot of inner work. How can I step up this year and step up into this new version of myself in whatever area in your life that plays out or you feel called to work on with that? So have a think about that definitely for the 2022 sort of theme and energy as we head into that. But yeah, as I mentioned earlier, obviously I have a free manifesting challenge, which I do from the 1st to the 5th of January. It's completely free. So if anybody wants to come along and have some fun and join a really beautiful container, we all come together as a group. You know, we do such fun little tasks and actions and journaling prompts each day. So if you want to come and do that and learn some new things, you can absolutely come and join that. It's all on my website. You can sign up for free. Um, And like I said, I did the manifesting toolkit as well for 2022 again just something really simple but great to help people it's a 60 page pdf workbook where it guides you throughout the year it's designed to be used for 12 months you get some meditations with it and a training video as well on the themes of the year and just how you can really use that toolkit to make the process simple for you but also Mm -hmm. really fun as well so there's that if you know you wanted something more practical Um, and obviously you can get the positively wealthy book now from anywhere that sells books Mm, thank you so much for sharing that so many good tips and tools and i will share the links in the show notes for so people can connect with you and i want to thank you so much for taking your time today to share with all of us i'm very grateful for that oh thank you shireen it's been a pleasure thank you thank you thank you so much for listening today i hope that this episode was enlightening and healing for you and that you can take this into your new year's practice and integrate it in your own last days of the year now and if you wanna just check out this giveaway uh, you can visit me at love positivism on instagram and check out dao labs as well on instagram and their website and you can see if these herbs are aligning with you and your healing path and i'm wishing you so many beautiful blessings and so much love for this new year take a deep inhalation and a long exhalation and thank you for listening